It is Thanksgiving week, so welcome to the District Podcast. It's myself, Travis, and Matt, Matt. on the mics, hot mics, hip-hop mics. When we're not podcasting, we are rapping into these, and so use your imagination on what that sounds like, and maybe we'll actually perform for you at some point. I'm not going to do that, but I really would like to hear you just give us a little preview, if you would. I don't have a beat, so otherwise I would. We'll put it in later. Okay, deal. Um, Hippopotamus. I will do that later. My rhymes are bottomless. That's what you're supposed to say. I didn't have that one memorized. Um, honestly, we're in Thanksgiving week. This is a fun time, and mm-hmm. people are looking forward to Thursday, looking forward to that big meal they're going to enjoy, maybe a little bit of football. And so on a week that is the celebration of Thanksgiving, we thought it would be important to do one of two things. The latter is more important, let me just say that. The first is, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite tradition around Thanksgiving? And the the latter of this conversation is going to be around how do we actually build thanksgiving, mm-hmm. thankfulness, gratefulness as a way of life and actually a piece of our identity. And so we've got some really um, neat things to talk about there. But yeah. first, Matt, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? My This is kind of lame. My f- I can give you a couple, but my favorite Thanksgiving food is my favorite food that I have at, at basically any family gathering, which is, it's uh, my mom called it Mr. Dell's Potatoes. Basically, it's like a little potato casserole where you use, uh, oh gosh, what are they, like hash browns, like frozen hash browns, and then you just douse them in butter and cheese, and then you put cornflakes on top and more butter and cheese, and I think there's cream of mushroom inside, but that's not very Thanksgiving-y. So, yeah, that counts. That works. Cherry pie with equal parts or more parts Cool Whip. That is where you and I are different. I love cherry pie, not a Cool Whip fan. Is your answer Dr. Pepper is your favorite Thanksgiving? Dr. Pepper, I will I, – yeah, you have to have Dr. Pepper. That's delicious. Real quick, can I just do a, a sidebar? Yes. Um, I was told – by you multiple times that you're doing the carnivore diet right yeah but it's a manipulated carnivore diet to I just like a the, little I like bit the word modified it's modified sir okay except the the modified part is well there's probably a few modified what's the parts. primary modification I, I have dr pepper still and i don't drink dr peppers and and coffee and not coffee, coffee. <laughs> white chocolate coffee. white chocolate mochas every now and then I don't. This is this this is such a sidebar. It's not even fair. This is what the whole podcast was for. <laughs> we got you. Um, okay, so you like some um, potato casserole dish from from your mama from Ma Barbara Barbie. And uh, favorite tradition Thanksgiving wise. What's what's a favorite tradition of yours? Do you guys do you guys? Watch football? Do you play a card game? Nothing. Uh, just it's just the the gathering in general. Um, we kind of my my parents are split up, so we we bounced around quite a bit through. Uh, we ended up having like three or four different Thanksgivings every year. So I bet you were stuffed. <laughs> Why did you say that like a joke? <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of food, man. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so just gathering together is the... Uh... Yeah, the tradition was kind of bouncing from one house to the next. Okay. Trying to uh, to pace yourself. Go but on. also football. We'll put football under there. Okay. All right. What about you, guy? <clears throat> For me, food-wise, um, I am a huge green bean casserole fan. I don't know what it is, but my my uh, mother-in-law actually makes this just this green bean casserole that, I mean, they they make it almost especially for me now, just because mm. I love it so much. I don't know what it is. Um, it's like I don't know what they put in it, but it's good and it's, it's green and, green beans. Well, green beans, but then there's like probably cream of mushroom and uh, I don't know some other stuff, onions and things like that. That just it just is it's incredible. Hmm. Uh, this year, I'm actually really looking forward to it because we're not doing turkey. No turkey at Thanksgiving. We're doing ribeyes. We're doing oh. steaks for everybody. Uh, I think maybe ham, but they're taking the turkey out. This is the this is Nicole's uh, side of the family, so they are. I think I think they're making a, a huge. Uh, uh, this is going to be a huge blessing. I think this is the right way to go. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So we're pardoning turkeys on the Palmateer side of, of our family. So I like the president. Yeah, that's count on us. Favorite traditions for me? We have, uh, I mean, I always loved, yeah, gathering together, seeing cousins and stuff like that. So there was always kind of the holiday gathering component. Mm-hmm. This this may sound weird, but uh, and this it's not really a tradition because it's it's again around the food. I always loved watching a college basketball game like the day after because mm. they have their big holiday tournaments. Mm-hmm. So watching KU that Maui? play, yeah, it's around that same time. So watching KU play basketball after I've just made a turkey sandwich yep. with the leftover turkey, the dark meat. Oh yeah, <clears throat> that's a tradition. I. Just pour yeah. gravy and mashed potatoes all over it too. Whatever's in the or green bean casserole, just lump it all in there together. <laughs> I've learned something about you. I've no, I don't know if I've ever seen you eat. I would say green beans like vegetables. Uh, I typically get my vegetables through the meat that I eat. They eat the vegetables, mm-hmm. and I eat them. I don't know if I've ever told you this. My, I'm sure I have actually. My my brother-in-law in South Africa calls chicken a vegetable. So we went to a Brazilian steakhouse, and they were bringing out just, like, meat after meat. And they brought him a chicken leg, and he goes, no, thank you. I'm not having vegetables today. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. So that's a little bit of our Thanksgiving. We we split, um, you know, we go one year to uh, Nicole's side, and then mm-hmm. we go the next year to my my parents and their family. So... Those are that's always an interesting thing, kind of divvying which which side of the family do you go to, who do you spend Thanksgiving with, all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. we at this podcast hope that you have a great Thanksgiving. We hope it's a great week for you and a great day. Yep. Um, if if uh, if you don't have a ton of family you're going to, hopefully it is still a a, a day of rest. Um, and a day of gratitude and thankfulness because Thanksgiving isn't just about like, hey, I'm thankful for those that I'm around. It's yep. it's deeper than that. There's mm-hmm. more meaning to it than that. It's not just thankful for the food that I have and the people that are around me. It's a deeper thankfulness and gratefulness. So yeah. let's get into that. How do we make Thanksgiving a way of life, not just a celebration one day a year? 
Are you asking? I'm asking. Out of those, just throwing it out there. I'm starting the conversation around that. Yeah, I think it's such the idea of Thanksgiving. I don't know if it's cultural. I don't know if it's just the way that my brain works, but I tend to think that Thanksgiving is a result of something. It's a response after something, specifically something tangible or something that's right in front of me. So you do something nice to me or you give me something that I am thankful. But it it feels like as you kind of comb through Scripture, one, we have the thing to be most thankful for, which is the cross. It is new life. It's getting to know God. Um, we tried to look into the the Greek of the word thankful, which comes from the same word that we get like the communion table from. Mm-hmm. So there's something there, but that's probably a, out of our deep in- deep intelligence. Dive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Not insulting. Us. Um, but I think there's something that's so practical and so uh, helpful, and I feel like God kind of has ingrained this into us. Maybe this is is the Holy Spirit working within, but it almost is we practice thanksgiving and gratefulness towards God and towards the outside, like all the things that he's given us, of course, but just in general, we if we sit down and we practice thanksgiving, there's something that just, it, it, at least for me, it just changes my heart. Like the circumstances don't need to change, but if I am thankful, if I sit down and I actually walk through and thank God, even for things that maybe I don't foresee as where I don't have a perspective as this is the greatest thing for me because I have a limited perspective, I actually start to become more thankful towards God. So I think that's one way that it's deeper. I love, I love, that's, that, I love that about uh, following Jesus, that you don't have to add anything to your life in order for you to find something like as deep as peace mm-hmm. and joy and contentment. Like, there's just something really like that's so countercultural to every commercial that we see yeah. in our world. Here, you got to have this in order to be yeah. this. You got to have this in order to, ha- you know, it's like, but Jesus is like, no, 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 like you don't need any of that. Mm-hmm. With me, you are sufficient and enough mm-hmm. and all. So I, there's just something that's so like refreshing and good yeah. and whole just about that. The irony of we celebrate Thanksgiving and then it immediately turns into Black Friday, which is like, <laughs> like if you get this, then you will really be thankful. You'll yeah. really be happy. That's, I've never, <laughs> that's maybe that's point. like a normal thought, but I've never put that together before. That's a, Yeah, that's a good point. Like, <laughs> like one, one day we're like, let's slow down, no gifts, eat and just be thankful. Mm-hmm. Like what a great that's a great thing that many of us don't do enough of. Yeah. Uh, and then the very next day, now go to go to sleep early because <laughs> you have to wake up miserably early and get in line and you know be the first at the store to make it to the back to get the TV or mm-hmm. whatever you know like and and you got to have it in order to be yeah. Oh, that's happy. fascinating. Yeah. And you kind of I wonder if they're just stopping and slowing down and thinking internally for me or for, for anybody like I wonder if all of those the commercials because that's what I mean advertisements really are they're 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 leaning on us and, and like prodding us and being like wouldn't you be happy if wouldn't you would absolutely be thankful and satisfied your life would be good you would the cravings that you have would be satiated if you had this product right we basically have those shoveled into our face for like weeks and months leading up to Thanksgiving which is just that's 
I, and I don't have this on the, like the forefront of my mind, but I bet if I just sat and meditated on that, I'm sure that just creates such a deep level of discontentment. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that's what, I mean, we're more used to black Friday all the time. Like I, I, I <laughs> anymore. I mean, I remember growing up where we'd go into a store um, and, and, and I've thought about this with, the rise of like, um, you know, you go to the grocery store even and you just, you order it and you have it either like brought out to you or mm-hmm. it's delivered to your house, like yeah. on your front steps. We used to put everything on lists. Like, you know, if you were, if you ran out of bread at home, you'd say, we need to, we need to put this on the shopping list for the week or for the month or whatever. Yeah. Now you run out of something and you're like, you go to your phone and it's one click and it's like brought to you that same day. Mm-hmm. So there's no waiting and there's no like slowing down. It's and there's no lists anymore. It's just like yeah. once you need it, get it one click, boom. Um, same thing with like Christmas, because I remember, you know, we, if we go if we went into a store and I was little, I'd always I'd, same as my kids. I'd always want toys, mm-hmm. and I'd want something either in the toy section or I knew to look as we're walking out of the store in like in like the uh, checkout aisle. Mm-hmm. So it was always, Dad, can I have this? Mom, can I have this? And the answer from them was. Uh, seeming, seemingly always no. Yeah. And you, and then the, it was, uh, followed up with, you can ask uh, for that for Christmas. Yeah. Which it's just such a great filter. Uh, if you actually, yeah, if you, you actually want this, you're going to forget about it yeah. by the time you get home. That's what they're saying. They're saying, no, you'll forget about this later. Perspective. It's funny that you point out the, the order versus like go in. Anna and I went on a date last night and we had to go by Dylan's afterwards and we were walking through the store and actually like like two and a half minutes in i was i got so privileged i was like what am i doing here why does this even exist <laughs> you can just go online but... why are we in person in this place <laughs> what do i have to I have to, I have to look at these things i have to carry them <laughs> i have to I have to get a basket or a cart to wheel around um, it, so all of that does something to us because it creates habits mm-hmm for us and um and and now i feel the tension with my own kids like to have them wait and put something on the list and ask for it and have to wait for it Mm -hmm. there's that is how you develop character if you get everything that you want you have a deformed character Mm -hmm. and if you have if you learn the art of waiting and and the art of of getting told no or heaven forbid you get to Christmas morning and the thing you wanted, you didn't get, you got other things, but you didn't get that thing. Cause it was just a little too pricey or whatever. L- learning to live with that actually comes on the back end and it helps you with that idea of, of thankfulness and gratitude and stuff like that. Let so. me throw this definition at you. Maturity is the ability to delay gratification. Ah, I like it now, not to get, Two in the weeds of analyzing our our <coughs> our culture. Yeah, we just well, when we say culture, we also mean us. Uh, I'm only this way because the culture made me this way. <laughs> Jim Halpert, Michael Scott. Oh, that's true. Okay, gotcha. yeah, The Office reference. Sorry, guys. And if you're you don't watch, or I haven't seen The Office. We're sorry. You're missing about ten percent of what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's fascinating not to not to jump into that direction so much with like maybe what's going on around us and and within us all the time but 
But that is a that is a wildly not relatable thing for most of us in, in most areas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I have uh, I th- I like to think of the spiritual disciplines as a way of rebellion. Mm-hmm. I think part in part because I'm a rebellious person, like my personality is kind of rebellious. I, I especially like young in in my like younger years or whatever, I always wanted to look different, sound different, and be different. I always valued that. I didn't just want to be that. I valued being unique. It was weird stuff. I liked being an athlete and hanging out with like musicians who had like bands at dingy bars in college. Hmm. I liked being in both sets of community, and I thought like I'm unique in this way, and Nobody's I, I wanted to be rebellious. Me yeah, exactly. Just real, real uh, shallow, you know, um, <clears throat> uh, value system, if you will. Mm-hmm. But. But that's translated into my into my walk with Jesus in that when you think about even what you know you you preached uh, now about a, a week ago you preached on the fruit of the spirit. If you look at the fruit of the spirit, each of those is in rebellion to the flesh. Yeah. Not just in opposition, but in rebellion to the flesh. The flesh is self gratification, mm-hmm. and the spirit seeks to worship God. Yeah. That that is rebellion against your flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think about the idea of peace, it's rebellion against chaos. It's like chaos is going around all around us and everyone is in chaos and that just must be the way that it should go. Like mm-hmm. I just live in chaos and confusion and Jesus says, no, my spirit rebels against chaos and confusion and provides peace and stillness. Yeah. I think of that when I think about this idea of living with thankfulness, it is Thankfulness is living in rebellion to entitlement in our culture. The you owe me mm-hmm. kind of mentality, or which completely robs us of what it means to even receive a gift or receive a blessing. Yeah. So thankfulness and gratitude. Oh, you didn't even give me the brand name version of this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Seriously, it 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 robs us of the ability to appreciate what we've been given and to look at it as a blessing, as a gift. Um, it's, um, so choosing to be thankful is in defiance against Mm -hmm. entitlement and, and victimhood and, you know, all all of these things. So I just love thinking of like, when I choose to say thank you Mm -hmm. instead of why didn't you, I'm defying kind of the normal flow of our culture yeah. where I'm supposed to, in our culture, see what everyone has around me and immediately think, why can't I have that? Right. You should, I should have what everyone else has. And thankfulness is the, is, is a willful decision to say in the middle of that, I am glad they have that. And I'm thankful for what I have because mm-hmm. I, I don't deserve it. I don't have to have it. But I've been given it, and I'm I'm living in gratitude and thanks and mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah it's so it's so fascinating and I don't have anything to like reference here but I, I've heard people on a number of occasions reference like uh, psychological studies that basically is like if you have an attitude of thanksgiving or something along those lines like it really it changes you internally and this is that old adage of like 
when scientists and philosophers like climb the mountain and begin to like understand things, they see theologians just sitting at the top being like, we already told you this stuff. <laughs> and I just, lo- I love the <coughs> idea of, of what you're saying as uh, Thanksgiving is a defiance against entitlement and against victimhood, because I think that's just so perfect, especially like entitlement and victimhood are like, that's, that's written into, again, I will use our culture, but also like to say we are a part of that. And then I just love the idea that, that giving thanks, that sitting with gratitude, it doesn't just, it's not just that we kind of fall under the, the oppression, the hand of like, oh, people don't want us to rebel against this, this like capitalistic, like consumer idea, but instead it's like, no, it really, it changes your heart, which brings me back continually again and again to uh, that passage in Romans 12, where, where Paul is saying like, do not be conformed to this world, instead be transformed. And the way that you are transformed is by your mind being renewed. And so when we see these passages, like uh, there's passages specifically the two that, that come to my mind is Philippians 3, talks about rejoicing, um, asking, giving thanks, First Thessalonians, I don't know if it's two or three, it's kind of that same idea of like rejoicing, asking, giving thanks, like, and I think peace is kind of attached in there, is like the, the thanksgiving mm-hmm. can be attached to circumstances, but really what's going on internally is so far ahead, it just supersedes, it leaps over any sort of, of, um, of temp, like temporary aspect. And I just love the idea that like, that's what Jesus wants to do within me. He wants to change me. He doesn't want to give me the things that I, I, I immediately desire. Although he gives me, he gives me gifts all the time. Yeah. What he wants to do is something so much deeper within me, which again, this may just be on the heels where I'm hyper-focused on the, the fruit of the spirit and just like internal working and internal transformation. But I'm just profoundly shocked and, and moved by that right now. Well, I think I think part of it, and I have I don't have again I don't I'm not I'm not going to go into you know a source on this because I don't have I don't have it in front of me, but part of why thankfulness is rebellious against something like entitlement is because if you go at, if you go a deeper level than that, like why do we why why are we saying things like well I I I want that so I should have it I'm entitled to it mm-hmm. I think in some way it is our our desire to want to be seen Hmm. right and and if we feel we're not seen we kind of feel the best way to be seen is to say i should get that Hmm. don't forget me yeah and you're 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 skipping me and a thankful person realizes they are seen God does see them. God knows them. God loves them. He's taking care of them. Even if he's, even if what we're given isn't the same as what, what's given around us, we know like we're still seen and known and heard and God is, is near to us. And so we're just like, well, thank you. Thanks for being near to us. You're the greatest gift. Mm -hmm. I have you. If I have you, do I lack anything? Which is what Paul's trying to reason with the churches over and over with. Like, but you have God, you have the spirit of the living God what do you lack? Right. And that that should be what disciples and matures our hearts, and it should be what leads us to rebel against all of our flesh and say, flesh, you don't know what's good for me. The Spirit does, and so I'm rebelling against you and, and going with what honors the Spirit and holding that in, in a higher value. 
um, it's like uh, what you were citing earlier. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So just even those three elements, rejoice always, which is beyond circumstance. Yeah, no kidding. Like even on my worst day, beyond circumstance, rejoice. Pray continually, which is lean in and depend on God, whether whether my belly is full or empty, whether I have tons or I don't have any. Um, and then the last is give thanks in all circumstances. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that, and I, I've, I've talked about this before, it doesn't mean that God is doing this to me. So in the middle of it, I can I can give thanks even if the circumstance feels like it's against me or things feel more difficult or forced or whatever. So, yeah. Excuse me. Um, I don't know. Maybe I had, I had slightly touched this before, but also just this idea of thankfulness as an attitude, as what's forming me, as what you're saying, like the defiance part, the pushing against victimhood, the pushing against oppression, like... We look at Jesus as the the perfect example of of everything, right? And what a what an incredible job he does with this. How like deeply instilled is this in his heart and the way that he walks as we read in the gospels. Like just thinking of that word entitlement. And both of these they go back to that the Philippians two passage of like, although he was God, he did not consider like equality with God something to be grasped, something to be used, held over people's heads and and the idea of like victimhood that God literally became a baby came and lived a perfect life and then was hated by the very people that he came to save like that that seems as if he could play the victim part if he wasn't perfect if he wasn't God himself and that's the old testament also right like he is yeah. continually being the word adultery can be used in a spiritual sense too and that's what's going on is that the people are are I'd say if in like a, a a human relationship, like in a, a situation where adultery is present, like I would imagine it's pretty easy to go, all right, yeah, I'm the victim in this case. And and God deals with this and experiences this on such a deeper level because the people he made, the people he loves, the people he's sacrificing himself for are continually committing spiritual adultery and running away from him. And it doesn't seem... Like that's his attitude. No, he he comes and he lives the perfect life still, and he walks yeah. in thankfulness in Jesus. Yeah, which that's probably probably a little bit of Jesus is the constant. He's the he's the source of our thankfulness. He's what we're ultimately thankful for. His Spirit leads us to be thankful for that. But even in that line, like <clears throat> which I think is really telling, I'm I'm giving thanks in all circumstances, not for all circumstances. Because some people could mishear us and they could say, like, I was abused when I was, like, 14. You want me to give thanks for that circumstance? And we're saying, no, you don't need to give thanks for the abuse. But even in that circumstance and in that season, we can still choose to to defy entitlement, defy victimhood, and we can we can give thanks in a circumstance mm-hmm. um, because in the circumstance, God is still working and moving and he's close. Yeah. Um, so th- there's, there's some complexity there, but yeah. that's, that's 
That's yeah, where we're like. Me, you got me doing a dance in my head. But what what sticks out to me <coughs> is that that uh, statement in Genesis about Joseph is that they wanted they they wanted to use it for evil, but God used it for good. Even just in talking about the 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 fruit of the spirit, like I had a conversation this last week where where someone said to me like I just don't I don't feel like the Lord is is producing that fruit in me right now like almost I'm doing a poor job of, of humbling myself of what the three things we talked about like presenting your body as a living sacrifice asking mm-hmm. and obeying and the crazy thing for me as I'm just sitting and processing through that is like well God is he could still be using and probably is using this very moment of like your lack of submission, your failure to pursue him as like, he's still going to use that hopefully in the future in order to draw you closer. He's almost teaching you. He could be teaching you in the future that like what you're doing right now may not be the best way for you to live, Mm -hmm. which in turn could create some sweet fruit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think of like personal examples of my own where the, the times when it's most difficult for me to stay thankful or where I'm most tempted to become entitled. Um, I think a lot of it in responsibilities around our house (laughs) where it's been a long day and, uh, Nicole and I always feel better about going to bed after, you know, the house is picked up and the kids are you know, they're laying down and, Mm -hmm. and we, we have some time to kind of straighten some things up. And it's so crazy how immature I can be in in moment, in moments like that, where I begin to, you know, I come down and we're both picking up, but it feels like I, it just feels like, feels like I'm doing more right. And I'm doing doing some dishes and and you pick the easy chore (laughs) but do you pick the easy chore (laughs) but it's in those it's in those moments where uh, it feels like my whole world comes into and i just i become the focus of everything Hmm. when i become the focus of everything thankfulness feels like a very out of reach attribute and attitude and it feels like I don't want to be defiant anymore. I want to lean in and be entitled. I want a and different type of defiance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, those are the moments where I think God is still obviously growing me, mm-hmm. and 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 it's all. It always ends with like, oh my goodness, like I'm acting like a child right now. Like yeah. I'm I'm being so childish. Yeah. <laughs> and and. Um, that's, that's where I really feel it strong. Um, so if you're listening to this and you are thinking of all the different chores around your house, specifically if you have roommates (laughs) or if you have a spouse or children and you're thinking of as if you're thinking I do all of these things or something comes to your mind and you begin to feel maybe a little guilty about it. You're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone. I just pictured something from today. <laughs> well, that's not the I don't only want to example. go more into that. Actually, okay. I was leave okay. that there. Well, I, 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 I'm as we're as we're talking, I'm just like processing through. There's there's other examples to me too of of me too where I'm I'm getting into um, n- you know leaning away from thankfulness. I I can think of when someone else is given a compliment around me. 
And instead of being thankful for that person or what they've done or the way that they're growing and all of that, I'm just like, does this person even see me? <laughs> so just being, just being yeah. upfront that that's when, again, I'm tempted to, to become entitled and, and the narrowing of my focus is all on me again. And mm. I'm just, I can't think of anything else other than why didn't they notice me yeah. doing this, you know, which is, which is not choosing thankfulness. And what a, what a really cruddy way to live. If, if you have to be built up by people around you mm-hmm. in order to be happy, oof, that's, that's a, a recipe for disaster and depression and right and well how satisfying how satisfying are the actual compliments or the encouragements at that point too not speaking for you speaking for me yeah like it i get it that's that's me too and i get a compliment finally it seems yeah two years later yeah and then i immediately am like all right but you should you should tell me more good things about me (laughs) (laughs) You noticed a little bit. Yeah. Keep it coming. Yeah. Which, yeah. That's that's that, the conversation of like the craving within that is always looking and never satisfied. Yeah. And the only way that it is satisfied is in, is in Jesus. And that's the Paul to Timothy, like I, I long to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Like that'll be the one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which I think is a really practical thing. Your flesh will always remind you of itself. Your flesh will always tell you, what about me? And that will suck all of the thankfulness out of your heart and your mind, and it'll make you then revert to uh, complete self-focused. And when you're self-focused, you can't be thankful because... You have an insatiable appetite that comes from your flesh that cannot be satisfied by giving it more. Mm-hmm. Once you give it more and it becomes more and more and more about you, the more you have to feed it and, you know, nurture yeah. it and all that. So yeah. maintain that attitude of thankfulness and like waking up and just listing off. Like counting your blessings is cliche. Mm-hmm. But it's also really good spiritual practice. Well, the phrase "count your <clears throat> blessings" is cliche. The practice of it. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Thanks. Didn't feel like it, but <laughs> thanks for the encouragement right there. Um, if we're if we're using this this time and and the podcast as sort of a way of also like talking discipleship, practicing some things, um, I think maybe something that we can just in, encourage you if you're listening to this and we can encourage one another to do is is to actually take this take this time take this week maybe begin a practice or even just try for for a little bit and see what god does with it slow down and and i'm i pray best by writing it just because i'm distracted easily i that can't be the same for you you don't get distracted easily do you what we just pulled your phone out (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah just take take some time if you've never done it or if you have done it and just spend some time at, like sharing, like praying, just slowing down, listing the things that you're grateful for, and maybe not just the 
the things that are, are readily easy and available, like available that you can notice. Like I have a house, I have a car, I have or whatever. But like the things underneath that maybe God is doing. And so if we can, if you would, if you would be willing to, also maybe that can just be a, a time for us that we can share some things that that maybe we feel grateful for because it's been a it's been a long year, but it's been a cool year, right? Yeah. Hopefully. She's been yeah. spending a lot more time with me this year. Than <laughs> so maybe yeah. we can do that. What what comes to your mind when you think of what you're thankful for right now? I was just thinking. I mean, the I mean, the other the other the other part of that as as maybe the beginning of that list is if you are in a season or a headspace where you're like I don't have much to be thankful for. Hmm. I promise you, you have tons to be thankful for. So you need to get into uh, you need to get into a quiet place. You need to start with God and just say, God, I'm struggling at like what in my life is good. Can mm-hmm. you just help me see it and and let Him kind of still your heart and give you a new perspective and and begin to just off of the most simplest things like think, okay, I've got you, God. You're here. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for you. And I'm in a I'm in a warm place. Like I'm 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 I can feel warmth here, and I'm breathing. I've got breath in my lungs. You know, just just the things that we're so quick to overlook. Yeah. Because we go to we go to commercialized stuff first, instead of like what we have that we did not do on our own. Mm-hmm. Like of everything I. I so much of what I'm doing functionally day to day, I'm just not doing on my own. It's just working because it's how it's designed and all of that. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> for me, I think like I don't know th- this this year. I'm thankful for my wife Nicole and her constant uh, guidance and love and um, wisdom. She's uh, she's an ever ready source of heartfelt, uh, you know, um, conversation. And she's, she really is like an, the anchor in my life to kind of guide me, direct me, um, ground me, you know, all, all those, all those kinds of things. So I'm thankful for Nicole, thankful for my kids. Um, that comes up, you know, um, just, just the P and I, I especially not just for their existence, but I'm, I'm, I'm really thankful for the people that they're kind of becoming like mm. London and Emma chose to get baptized this year and follow Jesus and the constant spiritual conversations that we're having together. Mm. Just like grateful for that. I'm grateful for the way their minds work and how they are processing the world and friendship and relationship and yeah. seeing Calvin get into preschool I'm thankful for our church and the just the 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 dynamic of our church. I just love. I love the the eclectic nature of the personalities that we have at church and the the people that I get to meet with on a weekly basis. The, the we have a fun group of this people. It's like a callback to you saying you liked being the athlete and then going to grungy bars. <laughs> yeah, probably so. But I, I'm just thankful for that. I'm thankful for um, our leaders um, and and volunteers, and I'm thankful for the people who are leaning in uh, to 
follow Jesus in the middle of town and, and kind of the urban core. And just I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the neighborhood of Delano and all that God's doing in it. I'm grateful for the way God continues to not be done with me. <laughs> he's, yep. You know, I, I, as weird as that may sound, I'm grateful that he's still working on me mm-hmm. and that he's not done. Um, I'm grateful for our house and Nicole and I paid off a little bit more debt here recently and grateful mm-hmm. for some extra to be able to do that. And, uh, um, grateful for upcoming kind of holiday season. Like I, I, I anticipate that like uh, looking forward to that. I'm grateful for deep friendships. Um, 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 I mean, I could keep going on and on and on. I just had a really good uh, Alani drink here, the energy drink that just, it was great. I was, I'm grateful for that. You had plenty of energy before that too. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's exactly right. How about you? What about you? What do you have to be thankful for? Well, first, have you ever seen the YouTube video that's got the little girl standing on her vanity, just looking in the mirror, saying all the things she likes? I'll put the link. I think so. I'll put the I link in so. this. Yeah. It's, it's a... That'll give you a template for how to be thankful. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's super sweet. Uh, also, just as we give as we give thanks to be able to, it's it's easy basically in anything I say, anything I do is just to leave it on the surface rather than asking the why or for more underneath it, and in, like uh, intellectually or emotionally, spiritually, any of those things. So being able to take it to another level, like what you just did, because it would be really easy for me to say, oh yeah, I'm I'm thankful for my wife. But one of the, one of the things I'm most thankful for my wife this year um, is just seeing her. She's she's really leaned into uh, her like floral business and just seeing her get to create and be a mom at the same time. Um, but what I'm I think what I'm most grateful for with my wife is just seeing her um, just growing in in the Lord and just seeing Him meet her where she's at. Um, just asking a lot of really tough questions about God, um, of, of what it looks like to follow God. And it's just really, it's really sweet to see her engage more and more deeply. Like the person that you love most, like drawing deeper and engaging, not that she has never done these things before and hasn't done them consistently, but engaging on some, some really difficult questions about God and trying to figure out like how do I how do I submit myself to God even when I'm processing hmm. through these questions, and then um, she's such an awesome an awesome mom. She's been we have two kids that are two years and under, and she is I don't want to give a a statistic or a ratio of who's getting up throughout the night, but she's winning, <laughs> which would mean she's losing in that. So I'm just grateful for her her selflessness. Um, it's just been sweet to see my kids too. My my little one Benji is the smiliest baby I've ever seen, and it's just like this toothless, wide open grin. And then I'm really grateful for for Micah and just his humor. He was sitting down here before with us and was without using words just grilling Travis. <laughs> Travis has shared with me on a number of occasions and probably others that like kids make him more insecure than anything else. <laughs> and he's trying to sing and make jokes and fart noises at Micah and Micah's just cold, dead eyed stare. Just stank eye right at him. So I just love his his humor. Um I'm really grateful for 
for our community. It's it's been so sweet the last couple of years just to step into this church after we had we had kind of a tough time in Manhattan and and I I just feel like it's progressively I feel closer to to people in our community. I feel like I have more opportunity to to love on others to to try and teach people things as as I'm learning things to to learn more things to sit alone with God just to learn from others just to grow in relationship which all of that stuff is it's just so it's just so sweet to me um beyond that I it I never thought I would say this but I'm grateful to be in Wichita I realized that that if if you're if you've made it this far maybe you'd flip this podcast off at this point but <laughs> Wichita was not a place that I had circled for where I wanted to live, and it's it. It seems like God has a better plan than I do. You're thinking more Salina, <laughs> McPherson. <laughs> no, it just was. It was more. We uh, love both of those places. It was more not Wichita was the right. where I wanted to be. Yeah, um, but it's just been so sweet being being near uh, on a side of the family. Just it's it's just been great and. As always, being able to just stop and look back and see what God's doing, what God's mm-hmm. doing within me, repairing um, wounds, challenging me in some different areas, just just like you're saying, like it is, it's surprising to me that God still wants to deal with me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like that phrase uh, in First Timothy, I think Paul saying, like, "This is a trustworthy statement. I am, I am like the foremost of all sinners." Mm-hmm. I feel like the sweetest part of seeing God deal with me as him sometimes recognizing like this is what is in your heart and I still love you and I'm yeah. reforming that and changing that that's good I wanted to go and as soon as you talked but I will leave it there no that's that's good I think uh, it's funny because we both had similar we probably start with different or similar places when it comes to things we're immediately thankful for but as as we're talking about that it just brings to mind like there's a whole lot more to that list. Oh yeah, and I need to write that out sometime. Maybe so. I would just recommend that to anybody listening. Mm-hmm. Maybe take the practice sometime of of a quiet time with God and actually write down everything that you have to be thankful for because our our memories can be short, and it should blow our minds that we would ever get to a place where we're like, "What do I have to be thankful for?" Yeah. And we can't come up with anything because there is so much. What's that passage in James? It doesn't necessarily, I don't know if it applies one to one, but James saying like we are like people who look in the mirror and yeah. then immediately walk away and, and forget, forget our own faces. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. That's good. Yeah, maybe take that and share it with share it with people. Yeah. Specifically, what a great opportunity to, to encourage people just sharing like I am thankful for you for this reason. Yeah. That's good too. That's a that's a great, great practice. Except for Travis, because if you share encouragement to Travis, it, he he needs the having people be encouraged around him. <laughs> exactly. So you come, you wait till we're standing right next to one another, and you come and you shower me with encouragement. <laughs> It'll stretch me. That'll be good. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Hey, we do hope that you have a great Thanksgiving, and we pray that more than just celebrating Thanksgiving Day this Thursday that you would cultivate and discipline your heart and mind and defy the flesh by living thankfully. Yeah. All right? You guys have a great week. We'll catch you next time.